Today, I'll be talking about one of my favorite topics, the inner child. We'll define who the inner child is, and we'll talk about the benefits of getting to know your inner child and why letting them show up as they are is essential to healing your trauma. I'll also share some examples of how I got to know and embrace my inner child. I'll probably cover the topic of inner child in the next two episodes. For today, I'll study or I'll talk about the what and why. And next week, I'll share some practical exercises that you can use to get to know your inner child. I'm so excited to get started. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving, and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Jenny L, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. I'm fascinated by inner child work because it has allowed me to hold space for my emotions, thoughts, and feelings, and it's given me the opportunity for carefree play. For someone who learned to be a perfectionist as a survival mechanism, carefree play was not really something that I was familiar with. It was kind of a foreign concept. I was never really competitive because I did not like the anxiety that came with wanting everything to be so perfect and so lined up in order to win. Then I did not like the idea of one person or the other team winning because it meant that someone else would have to lose and I would feel really bad for the team that didn't win. After a certain age, I kind of forgot what carefree play was. There was usually a heaviness to my play. I'm sure I did a lot of playing as a kid, but once I was able to process things more maturely, I actually felt guilty when I played. I felt like the time could be spent on more important things like studying or winning souls for Christ, you know? I must have picked up that one from the church circles. Like somehow the message came across, God was not fun or you had to be serious in order to be holy. Thankfully, I know better now. So let's kick things off by unraveling the mystery of the inner child. What or who is this little one who's within us that holds the key to our healing? From a psychological perspective, I would say the inner child is your childhood self, your emotional or your younger self. The inner child holds your emotions, your memories, and experiences from childhood. It's the part of us that holds on to both the joyous and the painful moments from our early years. Think of your inner child as that precious, innocent part of you that experienced life before the weight of the world settled on your shoulders. It's the version of you that is filled with curiosity, with joy, and a heart untainted by the scars and the pains of trauma or the past. 
Psychologists tend to describe the inner child as the bank of emotions and memories stored in the unconscious mind, and this can shape our adult behaviors, our relationships, and our responses to various life situations. Now, one of the best books that I've read on the inner child is called Recovery of Your Inner Child by Lucia Cappuccioni. In her book, Lucia talks about the significance of acknowledging this inner child. And she actually encourages readers to embrace that part of themselves and recognize that it is a crucial player in our journey towards healing. The inner child is full of imagination and creativity and embracing your inner child can unlock artistic expressions and help you reconnect with that sense of your creative side. In this context, the inner child is also the playful, curious, imaginative side of us that may have been suppressed as we grew up. And when we engage in play and creative activities, we are actually letting the inner child come out and then we are tapping into our inner inspiration. Getting to know and embrace your inner child has another huge benefit. When you explore the emotions, desires, or even the fears of your inner child, you get to know yourself on a deeper level. And there is a deeper self-awareness and an understanding of who you are and even who you are meant to become. When we come into this world, we don't get to choose anything about our situations. We have no choice on who our parents are, the neighborhoods we live in, the church or the school we attend, who our extended family are, none of it. We have no choice. And as we all know, children live in environments that they're not all good. When children face traumatic events like neglect or abuse or cultural expectations, stereotypes around gender roles, such as boys are discouraged from showing vulnerability or girls being discouraged from showing assertiveness or using their voice, the inner child learns not to express authentic emotions. I know for kids in the Caribbean, and I suspect for many children of color in different parts of the world, there is this strong focus on academic achievement. So children learn to prioritize book work, as we called it, over exploration, over fun and play. At other times, there are circumstances where children are forced to grow up too quickly. And this can be due to challenging circumstances like growing up in a home where the child takes on adult responsibilities at such a young age and they care for their younger siblings or they even care and feel responsibility for the emotions of their parents. When things like these happen, the inner child tends to suppress their opportunity to express wonder and playfulness. The thing is, when the inner child gets suppressed and emotions and memories get pushed down, or when she doesn't get to express herself authentically, this can be really dangerous or unhealthy. Cappuccioni says that ignoring our inner child can keep us trapped in past behaviors, past patterns, which hinders our growth and prevents us from experiencing the fullness of our healing. And to truly heal, you need to address and nurture that foundational aspect of yourself. And only you can heal and reparent your inner child. 
it's not anyone else's responsibility to do this for you. What happens a lot of times is that the inner wounded child still exists in adults. And these adults walk through life looking to other people to try to get their childhood wounds healed and get their unmet needs met by looking for love and care in all the wrong relationships and in all the wrong places. When childhood needs for love, for trust, for safety, for respect, or even guidance are not met, it creates a rocky and unstable foundation on which to try to build any type of adult life. When the needs and emotions of the inner child remains unaddressed, adults walk through life with nagging self-doubt, with fear of vulnerability, lack of confidence in themselves or in the decisions they make. A lot of times they struggle to trust other people. And all along the way, the inner child is sending signals to let us know, help, I need some love, I need some healing over here. It's really important to pay attention to these signals and these cries for help. These aren't just inconveniences. They are really cries from your inner child. And many adults have to learn how to recognize these cries. And perhaps it's because when they were children, their cries for help were ignored, dismissed, or downplayed. So no one modeled or showed them what it felt like to have their emotional or even their physical needs met. If you have no idea how to meet the needs of your inner child, don't get down on yourself. Just know that you can learn how to embrace and reparent your inner child. In today's episodes, I'll give a bird's eye view on ways to know and embrace your inner child. And as I mentioned, next week, I'll go into a bit more detail about some exercises that you can use to actually help in this process. The best way to get to know your inner child is through journaling and artistic expression. These activities can help you decipher the signals and it can help you respond with the love and the care that your inner child craves. Don't worry if you're not a journaler. Really, you just need to know how to write. I will share different types of activities so you have options to choose from. All of the activities are designed to help you connect with your inner child. If you think of any drawing or writing that a three, four or five year old child has done, half the time you can't even make out what is on the paper, but you say, oh, how beautiful, this is lovely. And you encourage and you support the child's effort. And this is what you'll actually be doing with your inner child. It's not about perfection or even knowing how to do it. It's more so about expression. The goal is to allow your inner child to express their pain, their joy, and everything in between. When I started doing inner child work, there was such a release of emotions that I didn't even know I was carrying. What I love about the exercises is that I was, or rather I am, able to provide a safe space for my inner child to share what she is feeling. And I can witness it, acknowledge it, and validate her and what she is going through. Playfulness is another key ingredient in healing your inner child. Remember the days of playing without a care in the world? I know some of you may be wondering, what is that? I don't even know what it's like to play carefree. If that is you, 
I hold space for you, my friend. And I feel excited that you get to experience what this would be like as you care for your inner child. I'll give you an example. My inner child loves to swing. She cannot see a set of swings and not get on them. We are right there with the real kids going as high and as fast as we can, and I love it. She also loves scrapbooking, coloring, painting things like walls, furniture, and accent pieces. This reminds me of what happened last summer. Last summer, my cousin and I were resurfacing some accent pieces I had around the house. And for me, this meant painting them in a teal color, which is one of my favorite colors. So all the sanding, the priming, the painting, all of this was a joy in itself. But my inner child had another opportunity for joy that day. I was doing the work in a spot in my basement, which has a painted floor. And I had a large bowl of water that I used to dip fabric in to wipe up any paint spills. Well, I accidentally tipped over the bowl and the water spilled everywhere. Without even thinking about it, it was like my inner child said, puddle, let's splash. And I jumped in the water and I began stamping my feet one at a time, making splashes. I was having a ball until I looked up and I saw the expression on my cousin's face that seemed to say, what on earth are you doing? She looked so puzzled, it was funny. And in the moment, all I could do was laugh and say that my inner child was having fun. The old me would have been so upset with myself that I spilled the water. I would have ran for towels to mop it up. I would have been so annoyed that something happened that took away from my task at hand. But I don't think that way anymore. I've learned to notice and listen to my inner child. In that situation, the adult me knew that the water wouldn't do anything to the painted concrete floor. So I wasn't in a rush, like there was nothing that would be damaged. So I didn't have to rush to clean it up. And I allowed my inner child to be in the moment. And it was so much fun. I was able to let loose and let some healing flow. Now, I did not experience any huge aha moments of healing from that experience, but what my inner child learned was that it's okay for her to use her voice. Her feelings and her wants mattered. In that moment, she wanted to splash. There was no danger in it. There was no harm. No one around would be watching who I didn't know that would embarrass her. So I went for it. And she learned that I don't ignore, suppress, or deny her the opportunity for healthy play or for joy. As you nurture your inner child, you will benefit from having non-competitive, carefree playfulness and fun. Whether it's dancing, singing in the shower, swinging, or trying your hand at something artistic, there are many activities that you can do to reconnect you with the joyous spirit of your inner child, which is also your source of resilience and vitality. I think I'm going to pause here for today and give you some time to digest what I have shared in today's episode. Begin thinking about what it would be like to meet your inner child. I've met so many clients and so many people who don't even know what their inner child is like, much less what she has to say or how she would like to express herself. And that's okay. We get to learn what that is like. 
So join me again next week and I will walk through some practical exercises that you can do to get to know your inner child. I invite you as always to join me over in our private Facebook community, Heal Childhood Trauma as Christian Women of Color. This is a safe space of like-minded women and we get to support each other by providing a sisterhood and a listening ear as you go through your healing journey. Then you can sign up to become a Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast Insider at subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast. As an insider, you will receive weekly inspirational emails and you'll get first access to any podcast developments as they unfold. Once again, the link to sign up is subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast continue to send me your emails. I love hearing from you and I love connecting with you and answering your questions. So there are three ways to connect with me. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.